0: Good morning. Sokazan will be giving his Dharma talk momentarily. And I just wanted to say a few things before that happens. My name is Shodo. I'm the Shisui at Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery. And what that means is I oversee a lot of the work progress and projects throughout the days and any of the temple maintenance and the improvements. And just wanted to express a personal thanks for all the help that we've been getting this past year. In the spring, we had uh, over $10,000 to go towards a new roof and it's extremely helpful. Um, we have a lot of resident space here on site and when they were doing one of the roofs this past year, they let us know that we'll be due for another roof here this upcoming spring. So the continued monetary help is extremely necessary and appreciated. I also wanted to give a happy birthday to Hakaron without whom any of this would be going forward. She's a extremely integral part in the things that we do here. So. Happy birthday, Hawkeron, and thank you. Um, just a reminder, it is Sokokoji Friendship Month here this November. So if you check your emails, if you're on our email list, there's a lot of goodies and information that's being sent out right now. If you'd like to be included on that, you can go to Sokokoji.org slash donate. There's a really nicely put together graphic on there that explains some of the day-to-day things that we're looking at as far as our financial needs and things like that. So. Without too much more, so Kazan will be on just in a second. Thank you.
1: This morning uh, we're at uh, our house. When uh, you When you was in my house in Bellevue, Michigan, uh, been a little uh, under the weather, so not able to get into the t- temple. However, this is very important, so I'm here, and I hope you're there. Insofar as I hope anything, I guess you call it flu. I'm not sure what it is. It's that kind of a thing. Uh, apparently, I'm healthy enough to be able to receive something like that, to even observe something like that. And this talk is very similar to all the other talks I give, uh, which is uh, don't do anything unless you have to. So don't. Uh, don't produce. If you're actually observing what's happening, if you're receiving what is happening to you, moment by moment, then let the energy that you need to observe just go to the observation. You won't be cheated out of your... Uh, production or your vocal cords, you'll get to say something, you'll get to talk, you'll get to produce ideas, you you can't hardly stop it, Uh, hardly is an extra word, you can't stop it. It's going to come. But if you put your energy onto the reception, to the observation of events that are happening in the so-called outer world and in the other so-called inner world that those things that are coming up based on dependent origination, pratikya, samudpada, study that material. I don't meet many people who understand that material. A lot of people are able to speak of it, recite it, make a few comments on it. But it it is very difficult to understand that. Uh, the Buddha, as far as we know, was the only person to really come, come up with that idea in ancient times. Everything is dependently arisen. You can count on it. Uh, don't bother. So what am I saying? Again, I'm saying... Just observe whatever's happening, thoughts, ideas, emotions, feelings, memories. Don't don't meddle with those. Don't try to repair those. There's nothing to fix. I'm not saying that something might take on the image or the, the appearance of being repaired or fixed. That may happen, but that needs to come out of, the, out of the awareness, which is your only true intelligence, not out of the mechanistic operations of right and wrong that the thinking mind is constantly plagued with. Liberate your thinking mind. Liberate your thought process. Liberate it. And how do you liberate it? Don't add. Amazingly, you will still continue to add, but if your if your um, observation is stronger than the addition, then the observation, the awareness, will take precedence, and you'll actually see what this is more clearly, rather than jumping to the paranoid or fear-based conclusions that causes us to run back to the thinking process and get our get help from our uh, so-called henchmen. Don't do it. You don't need that. You could be a king without a court. That's the only way you can be king. Courts don't usually work, but even kings don't work either. Kings and queens and royalty based on what? Based on separation, based on being separate from everything. So when I say, again, when I say observe, don't produce, you can't help but produce. But if you, if you're, the balance is off where, where you're opting when you run into things that the awareness, uh, um, sees but is confused about in terms of what is it, what isn't it, what it should be, what it should, what it shouldn't be, what it should be, then the thinking process just comes right running right into the room. I know, I know, I can help that, I can help you with that, Mr. Awareness or misawareness, awareness just to use images. No, it can't. It will, the thinking process will every, actually cover up what you're, what you're trying to see. We'll cover it up with a big tarpaulin called concepts, thoughts, judgments, Conclusions, conclusions are unnecessary. As not even unnecessary, they're they're mis- it's a misunderstanding about how this all works. Being a human being, and it's it's rampant to say the least. It's everywhere. There's nothing to be done unless the entire situation shows up in such a way that you can't help but do do what what is next. You can't help but uh, rake rake the leaves. You can't help but Um, go next door and see if your neighbor needs some help from you for some, this reason or that. You can't help but do that if you're, if you're functioning out of the awareness. And how do you do that? Train your mind. You have to have to sit down and probably other ways, and not only probably, I know there's all kinds of approaches to this, but a lot of them are just about covering up the problem. But you know, like medications do. They covered up. They don't heal you. They just stop you from thinking you're sick when the, the sickness is still rumbling around in the closet. Meditation, same way. If you have a meditation that covers up, makes you feel better, you should be very suspicious of this. If it makes you feel better because it's covering up probably just a guess here, probably thousands of years of karma. So you can live a life separate, separate from everything and have your own little container called the God realm or possibly the human realm if you don't have quite the karma to produce a God realm. If you think I'm wrong, if you think I'm incorrect, don't correct that. Don't agree with me. Don't disagree. I don't need it. I don't need anyone to agree with anything. Those days are gone. But if you're listening, you could consider it. You could reflect on it. If you start concluding, then you didn't hear what I said.
0: Question? No. I was wondering if you could say more about how we produce a human realm you said something about, like, if we have the karma, we could produce a God realm. Yeah. And... Well,
1: God realm, uh, relatively speaking, is higher. You're going to be happier. You're going to have more motorcycles. You're going to have more perfect uh, children with perfect SATs, and they're all extremely handsome, handsome and beautiful. And you'll have a, a relationship or a marriage that just works really well. God realm. So you think, why would that person meditate? Nothing's going wrong. I meet people all the time that will probably never meditate because they're too happy, relatively happy. doesn't last. And then when they, they'll they realize what's going on, probably a, a, in a difficult way when they, when they, when they approach their deathbed or someone really close, close to them looks like they're going towards their, their deathbed, deathbed. Then you realize that maybe I should, the relative happiness that I have uh, is not going to last. And so, and then the human realm, uh, human realm is, uh, is also the realm of desire, and there's suffering there. But uh, it's better than, uh, relatively better than the hell realm, the jealous, uh, the jealous god realm, the, hung, the hungry ghost realm, or the animal realm. So it's just a better situation. To, you In the human realm, it's the best one to be in because you can actually hear the Dharma there. If you're in any of the other realms, you're probably too sealed off from it. Do you follow me? Yeah. Okay. Other? Yes. A question.
0: If we begin the path and it seems like we might actually be operating in a god realm like we're just relatively there's a lot of not a lot of tension in our personal mm-hmm. yes um weather is is there a necessity to drop down into a human realm to practice Are you speaking of your own practice mm-hmm.
1: yeah well, you're, you're miserable enough <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: how do we see that we're maybe more miserable than what we're recognizing I'm just saying
1: that as a, you know, there, there, there's other dynamics that operate and you can't, you can't trace down, uh, uh, individual karma, collective karma. And if you do, you'll find a lot of evidence, but it, it won't, it won't uh, add up to any kind of, Oh, that's why this is happening. You can't find a that's why this is happening other than on a very, very surface level called, uh, the law. You know, you run a traffic light, you get a ticket. Very simple, but it doesn't go back in. Situations, their causes and conditions that have to add up for that very thing coming from both directions—from the the police officer and coming to you and coming to the traffic light—for that for you to actually understand that or get a deeper understanding. Therefore, we just have a uh, a default uh, mindset that just goes to, well, I ran a red light, so I got a ticket. So then we go on. I'm going to the grocery store now, and I can pay that. I've got some extra money this month, so that shouldn't be too bad. I'll try not to do that again. We constantly what add, 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 instead of saying what that is. So we don't see what it is we immediately jump into blame or praise or or who's at fault or yeah the, 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 the ping pong game of who's at fault who is it me is it them is it me is it them should i or shouldn't i that can take up a lot of time because we the ego mind the self-centered mind the seventh consciousness will actually uh think it's making progress by going back and forth when it's not i mean it's circular would be the better description yes
0: when we ask that question of what is it in that situation of the traffic stop, yeah. does that um, does that invite an investigation that might look like going into something?
1: Uh, if it's if it's just what is it, then you probably won't get an answer, which is appropriate. It's it's not about the answer; it's about questioning, question, question. What is that? Not not why is that? That's circular. Why? Because why? Because why? Because you'll always get a a because which is linked into to uh, um, some Satya, yeah, relative truth—it's it's, it's, it's hooked up to everything all over the place. Yes, yeah.
2: Oh, several questions.
0: Let's
1: let, let's uh, take one more from Shoto and then go you.
2: So, if we
0: ask, "What is it?" to that situation, and we do get like a relative answer that comes up, and it does seem like we're getting into some kind of past situation where we're looking at maybe the the parts of that situation—is mm-hmm. that producing?
1: As long as there's no push, no demand, if you just happen to, if you're just doing that and you just kind of float into that direction, then I wouldn't, but if you seems to create things that, that show up that look like, like results and looks like truth and looks like, and we tend to hang on to that rather than drop uh, lower into that area. So if you're a little bit, not too tight, not too loose. it's a basic Buddhist teaching. It's just a little bit, you do some of that. We don't want to, we're not setting up standards where we don't do that anymore start setting up standards. And then because of our fear, or rather, uh, fear of being wrong, then we start following rules that really don't apply. This rule is here, this uh, situation is here because it's necessary to to have that as a standard, just like we have a, a standard at the monastery. If you're a resident there, you need to be to the morning service. Uh, you need to be there. And But that doesn't mean that if you're sick, you need to be there. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you know, you may you may look at that and say, well, I could probably go for a little while and see if I can stay. Then you could go and stay and, and you know, for 10 minutes and say, oh, I can't really do this, and then leave. So you could you push on the envelope a little bit, but not so much that you become demanding of yourself or of anything. And as you know, in this monastery, we don't, uh, somebody has anything going on this other than the practice. Well, as long as there's good communication, they don't, anytime anybody asks me anything, I rarely say no. Yes.
2: Um, Three questions from Juzan at the temple. Uh, His first one, when it looks like the sky is reacting to the birds in it, what is happening?
1: You're just deluding yourself, to use that image. Um, You're not seeing the sky and and the birds clearly. To use the sky as a a fundamental clarity of the mind and the birds as uh, items of memory, thought, uh, compression, decompression, collection uh dispersion all of the other polarities that you, you that happen in terms of the thought process the sky doesn't do anything so if it's actually you have a let's see without judging you you have a polluted sky <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being a straight man
2: his next question if something makes us feel bad is it necessarily revealing something
1: well i think it's realizing that uh, depending on what it is, I and mean, there's variations. And it's not always going to be this way, but it, it's reveal, revealing something in that you're you're very sensitive to something, and there's a possibility you've not looked deeply into that, and you think there's actually some something to correct or something that you're to blame. Probably the feeling and what is happening are two different things in the sense that uh, the what is uh, that one is just a trigger. It isn't even the same thing, nor is it different. But it's not the same thing in that that if if the the feeling you're having has been seen beforehand by just training the mind and allowing the awareness to use a metaphor, just sink down into the distance or the apparent distance of the, the mind, which is uh, completely vast. Even the, the Ali of the storehouse consciousness is accessible. It might not feel like, might not live up to some like little room you go into to, you know, clear the shelves off or dust the countertops, but it, but it will have a quality of going deeply into it through doing a sitting practice of meditation. Uh, relating to the Sangha, relating to the teachers, which uh, gives your conceptual, your ego-based conceptual mind something to do besides just think about how wonderful it is or how horrible it is, which are the two polarities and all in all of that in, be- in between. So, yes and no.
2: And his uh, last question uh, at this moment, should we pursue things that make us feel bad?
1: Absolutely not. This is The Buddha's already done that. Uh, he already went into torturing himself, sitting on sharp rocks, not eating food, starving himself, and all of that. And there's going to be disagreement. We, we get disagreement uh, with, with what we do at the monastery, but where I'm, the way I teach comes out of having two different lineages. One from Japan, uh, which I started with, actually, in the 60s, started studying uh, Zen Buddhism, and then meeting uh, Trungpa Rinpoche. He kind of knocked the slats out from under me when I met him, so I studied that for many, many years, and then I met Coben and started studying under him, or trying to, and uh, and so it was just just uh, the whole right and wrong situation is just, just a misunderstanding.
2: A uh, question from Shane in California. Shane. Are the realms akin to our identities that arise and fall away?
1: There's something to that, probably. The, the identities get together, it's like, uh, and this might not be that helpful, but it it, it, ha- it has helped me to notice that there's a there's a, um, a happy sokazan and there's a, an evil terrible sokazan and there's a kind of who cares or and then there's a there's lots of sokazans uh, but there's only one actual sokazan and that's no sokazan. you'll either understand that or it'll just be baffling or you'll get a little bit of it or you get a lot of it but not exactly or you get very little bit enough to really uh, cause you to reflect on it for a while i don't feel like i have the flu right now so (laughs) after i'm after i pay my respects here then i'll go back to being sick (laughs) so this is the not sick sort so um that's a good way to approach it you could you could see see that uh it isn't just one person who is either sick or happy or sad or remembering this or remembering that or experiencing this it's, uh, it's those are th- those are, are identities that are just coming and going they don't have a solid core they are they are uh, uh, uh empty of a self empty of a of a solid being but our emotion our we we our emotional uh charge goes into that and supports that as some real thing that we're feeling not that the feeling isn't there it's that the one who feels it is absent if you look closely and the only way you can see this, as far as I know, is to look at the feeling so don't don't if you do any adding, if you do any production around it, if you're observing, you're observing, you see it, you see the feeling, it sucks. that might be a production. But you could actually see it without making any pronouncement about it. If you do that then then there's a possibility of looking at that that the awareness just, just it doesn't actually happen this way but it's a way of talking about it so you can understand it that actually turns and tries to find who's who's seeing that. And uh, if you find somebody, then you didn't actually observe. You didn't actually receive. You didn't actually uh, uh, generate uh, what I call generosity or giving everything your attention all the time and immediately. This will not feel valuable to you while you're doing it. It doesn't particularly to ego. It doesn't feel particularly valuable to give things away. That's why I'm a pack
2: rat. Senshu has a question. Oh, good. She asks, "What characterizes the human realm?"
1: The main one is, uh, is passion, uh, but uh, on the but that's not difficult or wrong. It's just wanting this, wanting that. So, passion, wanting things of the, of the three poisons: of so passion, aggression, ignorance. So, of uh, desire, the desire realm, wanting that. Uh, But also, there's uh, there's uh, the other realms don't have this one uh, uh, factor that is very important for hearing the teachings of the Buddha, and that's curiosity, because it's not it's not it's not solid. The desire realm pulls us in so many different directions that there's some kind of curiosity that seems to be fulfilling uh, the goals of desire. When actually, it's just it's a desire realm, so we want to know. We want to know this. We want to know what's happening. We see something, we're, we're more curious about it. We're also, if we start to get what we're after right away, then the curiosity tends to fall away. But the curiosity can actually uh, create a situation where you would, you know, you're going into Walmart and you come out to the parking lot and there's the Buddhist sitting on the top of your car and you say, what's up? And they say, don't produce.
0: Yes. So is curiosity using what we might consider a, a negative quality of grasping or desire to a Putting that in a more helpful context,
1: I think curiosity is not particularly ne- negative. It's just like, what was that sound? It's just a natural, uh, just like the nat. Uh, there's lots of other natural things that happen that we tend to, uh, we tend to go along with, like trying to be, a, um, trying to be the greatest football player. Trying to, you know, the competition thing that's all over our culture. It's not wrong. It's just the way the the, um, the realm of the human realm works it works that way so it's fulfilling desires we want this we want that uh, you need to go to school you need to get a good education you know, it's all tied into the the materiality that's necessary to be a, a living form like we need to get food we need to protect ourselves. we need we need we need and then that tends to shuffle on up into higher um uh, levels of thinking or, or consciousness however you want to say it to uh, validate other kinds of grasping other kinds of getting something I and mean, curiosity is part of the how are we going to do that i'm curious how are we how am i going to am i going to pay my student loan i'm going to rack that up uh, i'll get my phd and i got this big loan what if i don't get a job and we're curious Then the curiosity runs there so more about that
0: how do we see curiosity how do we use curiosity to see grasping
1: the best way to best way i don't know if it's the best way but a way to do this is to don't conclude. If if you don't conclude, and that takes takes some time to get to the point where you're willing to not know. Not concluding is willing to not know, and that and then curiosity has more of a it's it, it's not on a mission then. It's just what is this? What is this? And we're looking at ourselves. We go look in the mirror. Don't conclude. And you'll notice that the conclusion is almost uh, not not even almost. It's automatic. You see yourself. conclude. What is that? What what is that image? First of all, it's an image, it's not you. And another thing is it's turned around backwards. You ever noticed how if you turn around in a mirror, the mirror doesn't turn around? You will.
2: <laughs> yes. Shoka has a question. He asks, how can I look at my relationship to death if life doesn't appear to be coming to an end immediately, such as having an illness or an accident? I think
1: it's just a matter of contemplation. Death comes without warning, and we can. It might not be happening to us, but look at look at the the people in your family, your your uh, your friends, and see how it's it's might not be imminent so much, but it's it's there. People are dying all the time, and they might not be friends of yours. They might not be close to you. I think it's just a matter of reflecting on it, And, and your statement actually shows that you're aware of it. Your statement is is. Your question it shows me, as your teacher, that you're reflecting on it. I couldn't ask that question. I would say you, all you have to do is keep doing whatever brought up the question in the first place, because there's more to be seen there.
2: Um, a question from Mayoun in France. Mm-hmm. When seeing without producing, I mean no thought or comment, my heart may blow whatever I may look at. It is often overwhelming. Is that another form of production?
1: No, it is not production. That's just receiving the overwhelm. That's not, people are different. People are all culturally are very much different. So some people are able to shut, just never get overwhelmed because they can shut it out. They don't need to do that. Your particular style, Mayun, is uh, is one of receiving. You've been, you were born receiving. It's just your style. You're born always receiving, receiving. The issue is the problem, if we want to call it a problem, that doesn't need fixing. It just needs to be seen clearly. Is that the, the feeling of being somebody who's receiving uh, is uh, is still a production? So the production in your situation, and in a lot of people—not accusing you of anything—but is to keep puffing up a, an identity who is able to do things and not do things. That needs to keep happening until it doesn't. So nothing to change. Only to observe, thanks.
2: A question from Bosker uh, in Houston. What can one do to continue to practice while in the hell realm of physical pain? Hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, <Old> Bosker,
1: <laughs> let's see. Well, we need to do as much as we can to reduce the physical pain, it's, uh, it's just nerve endings, uh, to acknowledge it as, as, uh, as pain and not suffering. It's not exactly suffering suffering is unnecessary uh, nerve-ending pain and i'm talking about the nerve ending in the thinking process also so it gets very very subtle i mean as you know as most of us know that it's really difficult to do that and quite often if we have a headache we take aspirin there's nothing wrong with doing that uh, i'm not saying we need to just suffer um I, I would think to minimize it as much as we can without doing too much of a cover-up and there again we get back into the whole idea of medications and. So I'm like that, and uh, as some of you know, I just spent 25 years, more than 20, 30 years covering up my illness instead of, because I didn't have the, I didn't have the information of what I should do. I changed my diet. All of that's gone. Most of it. I mean, I'm actually healthy enough to have the flu, and at the same time I have the flu, give this Dharma talk.
2: Uh, Shane has another question. Uh, Can, quote, no Sokazon... In quote, be an identity.
1: Of course it is. I have, I have an identity. I'm not saying I have no identity. I'm just saying it's, it's not real. I mean, it's not substantial. What is substantial? There isn't anything that's substantial. Any, you notice what I said? Anything, anything that's substantial. It, it has no, uh, the fancy way uh, that the scholars would say it is no ontological status, uh, phenomenologically not there uh ontologically uh not there soteriologically if you want to go into the heavy uh heavy lifting there uh
2: might be the only
1: way that can be done how to how to see what this fundamentally is go ahead. Uh,
2: another question from jews on at the temple Uh, should i endeavor to see the pollution in the sky that you spoke of a minute ago is the endeavor to just see the birds
1: uh, if, if you see the birds and you think there's pollution in the sky, then the, the pollution in the sky is just a dirty bird. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> and just yes, just look at it just treat it. give it the same treatment. just receive. give it your attention. And this, this may include on the painful side of difficult side it may include the, the feeling of that memory or that uh, context that just doesn't feel so good. but this is called the, this is called the path. This is the Buddhist path. The Buddha said, "Life is suffering," and then it's it's up to us to look at the suffering, and not believe that life is suffering and go on to Nirvana, but to look at the suffering. I was just looking. There's other there's other questions on the screen here too.
2: Oh, do you want to read them?
1: Uh, let me read this one from uh, M- Mineral Logic. Oh, Hakuran. What is happening when the mind's speed picks up? The more, just observe. Question mark. Yes. You know, just, just observe. And you know, this is this is not a success story. Uh, the attitude of just observing, just the attitude of that is what needs to be there. You might not be able to have a success story around it. Just, just remember that when this picks up, just, just try to observe as much as you can. Um, no, no success and failure around it. Just the, the attitude of it. This is called the path. It, it, there's nothing to fix, but there is a whole lot of possibly broken things to see. They fix themselves. You, you are not in charge of this, my friends. Hakaram, happy birthday. So you're not in charge. I don't mean that you're not here and you can't uh, pick up a cup and you can't walk across the room and you can't uh, you know, make a phone call or something like that. I'm saying that fundamentally you're not in charge. But what are you? Not separate. You can actually be the situation that you found yourself in as an individual. You're not. You are. In, you are individualized. You're individuated. But fundamentally you're not an individual. You're just And This situation is called humanity. But it's also called life. Even the bugs that we repulse us, or even the the people in our world uh, that are that are su- such uh, uh, conventional words, criminals. These, this is, these are human beings. These are, these are not separate from the Buddha. This does not mean that you shouldn't get really irritated and upset with someone or even a bug that keeps bothering you. You may have to kill someone. Hopefully not. But karma, watch your driving. You don't know what's going to step out in front of you. Maybe a deer. Maybe somebody else. But you don't have any say so about that. I'm sure you've noticed that. But we tend to say, well, I couldn't because... You actually leave the situation to go into, I couldn't because, because. You, you buy right into the, the complete scheme of uh, relative truth of some you, sorry, You stay right on the wheel. You can actually get off this wheel by seeing you are never on it. Yes.
0: Um, with the title of Observe, Don't Produce, I was thinking of the teaching of perception only, and this seems to be a response to how we think things are a subject object distinction mm-hmm. um as a practice should we emphasize what seems to be the space between those two things
1: a little bit i wouldn't go too far because it's easy for that to be sucked into the intellection that the mind is constantly looking for objects looking for objects So it's all ready to receive anything that it can include in its uh, smarty pants attitude which is i know and you don't know, i know stuff i know i know hot and cold Life and death up and down it knows all the polarities and it knows that one is opposing the other whereas the buddha buddha nature or um seeing sees it those are not separate those are not separate so more about that there's more go ahead
0: i was thinking about your sometimes we do the alternating sense awareness practice or even mm-hmm. the opening the eye mind yes. where um i've just been finding sometimes throughout the day we're all maybe flashed on the peripheral or kind of emphasize what seems to be an area in between maybe like that wall and me and i was wondering if if that's actually working in perception
1: stay with the object just stay with whatever the object is it can be the thought in your mind is an object uh the, the the lampshade across the room is an object the person's loud voice is an object stay with the objects until when i say until no guarantee but stay with the object until you see that that the what is observing that is not separate from what is being observed it's all perception only <clears throat> so just stay with the object rather than try to use the intellect to slide in between them and see if there isn't something there just just stay with the object bore holes in it listen listen to the lampshade probably making more racket than uh than your mind the the actual physical situation is, is telling you it's it, it been said in ancient time way before this old man appeared uh everything is preaching the dharma all the time it's saying not separate 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 not separate, not separate, not separate. it doesn't say it's the same thing although sandokai the poem sandokai tends to go back and forth between those because it, it because the was it i think he wrote that i can't remember who wrote it. but anyway uh, says. So, so uh, it flips you back and forth uh, so much that the stone only gets up dancing. Is that in, no, that's in uh, um that's in the. Ju-
2: Ju- 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 so huh? Juhu. Zanmai. on Zanmai.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Yes.
2: A question from Junshu at the uh, monastery. If we were to hmm. see what this is, would it be possible to feel repulsion and compassion or love at the same time? Using the example of the bug, could we feel repulsed by that and at the same time some sort of compassion?
1: It, my friend, that is the only way you can do it. Don't get rid of anything. We get rid of evil. You get rid of evil, you get rid of good. You get, a, get rid of, of a chunk for we call in the Shambhala teaching, basic goodness. Do not go to war with war. Don't don't try to win wars. Don't do it. Just receive. And you know the ego mind will come up with, well, I got to do something because of this and because of that and because of that. Well, maybe so. If if that's where you are, where your karma is, uh, I, I address you, my eternal friend. Uh, then you might have to do that. You may have to. You may have to box somebody's ears. You may have to, uh, you know, argue with uh, boxes that have ears. It might be really difficult. It could get more and more confusing for you. I mean, every box doesn't say Amazon on the side of it. Straighten up.
2: A uh, question from. Uh, Susan Olcott. I'm not sure where she's from. Yes. She, she asks, "Is flow, as in energy passing through a body, best to observe and let be?"
1: The first part you have exactly uh, on uh, spot on is uh, is flow. Let be is extra. Be careful of those very subtle forms of ego reinforcement. There's no one to let be, and then when you say, "I'll just let it be." I'm just going to give up or i'm just going to just going to just going to just going to i'll just let be it's extra it actually can conf- when you say that you actually shut down any further awareness because you think you've you're letting it be you can't let it be you have no say so about that just it's a misunderstanding of the nature of living in karma and culture and it's just another intercession of the karma that is in this culture showing up as as some kind of personal uh, uh, construct for you to, what, believe in and think. you can't let anything be. It's like you can't let go. I never teach just let go. I do teach see how you hang on. If you see how you hang on to something, that's the only way that you can let go. And actually, you won't let go. The, just seeing of the constriction, just seeing of the hanging on, uh, uh, you can watch it. This is why it's sometimes called grace, because all you have to do is um i don't know there's not a word for it but all you have to do is just stop fighting with everything and it, it just falls away and that's why it feels like grace it feels like you you worked hard but it, you know that what happened isn't something you did it's something that something was totally given given to you you're, you're actually giving your heart back after the the, the world and the structure of, of the economy and the structure of politics and the structure of cultures and all kinds of people with intense misunderstandings that cause them to dump their suffering on others, sometimes in the millions, by whatever, you know the story. So you, you get, that's why it's called liberation. There's no liberator. There's nothing liberated.
2: <clears throat> Hakaran has another question. She asks, by my inappropriate actions, am I responsible for producing a samsaric production in others?
1: from the point of view of relative truth, there's a responsibility, but there's no I that's responsible. If you think that you're responsible and you go into guilt, or you go into remorse, or you go into something like that, then you perpetuate the self-centeredness on the negative side that looks like uh, remorse. I and mean, we even do it in our um we, jukai. we uh we um ask to be a um, we um it's not a confession, but it's a um it's an acknowledgment that we've done a lot of bad stuff. We're acknowledging that. Um, but, but the whole guilt thing, it's very easy to get trapped into that kind of right and wrong mentality. So read her question one more time. There's something else I have to say about
2: it. By my inappropriate actions, am I responsible for producing a samsaric production in others?
1: You're not separate from others. So what you're doing is you're dancing with the, on the same merry-go-round that they're dancing on. All you have to do is see it. It will start to recede. I, mean, I can't help but recede if you're if you're sitting down, holding still, and watching the way this happens without adding to it. I'm guilty. Without adding to it, I'm not guilty. Without subtracting from it or or doing anything with it other than just receive, just receive. It may feel like wrong. You're wrong, or may feel like guilt for some time, but nothing lasts. The only way things last. Is to be believed in and grasped and clutched and fixated on. Then they tend to have a longevity a kind of a fake reality. I hate to use that word. False reality would be better. And it's not that they don't have some kind of reality, but it's it's just not true. So uh, just observe. If it comes, be willing. Uh, if you need if you need a, st- a structure for it, then uh, you could even say to yourself, uh, as I as I uh, as I receive uh, this uh, this feeling of. Of distress or of guilt, uh, uh, I wish to receive the stress and guilt that others are, are dealing with that that I don't even know. Give me theirs too. I'll, I'll receive mine and I'll receive theirs too. This is a bodhisattva path. Be with all things. And sometimes we need structures. Sometimes we don't.
2: It's what you describe just described um, uh, tonglen?
1: So. It's a form of Tonglen, but, it, but I prefer to use, I don't teach Tonglen. I'm not against it. People have got some disagreement about this. I practiced it for a long time. I know what it is, uh, at least my experience of it. But I don't teach uh, sending and receiving while writing the breath as is taught uh, by uh, Shanti Deva teach seven points of mind training just because it's, there's a lot going on in, uh, in the intermediate state that is uh, highly negative. And I would say, don't invite negativity coming from that state into your consciousness uh, until you've thoroughly trained your consciousness uh, to uh, uh, see clearly. You can you can bring on things that are very negative that you're uh, not ready to deal with. So producing is good in terms of sending out good vibes, generosity, kindness, light, however you want to, however you want to characterize it. But Taking in too much negativity, especially if you're just writing it, if you're doing it very mechanically, then it's going to come to you very mechanically, and you might start having emotions that you did not uh, not bargain for. However, you want to say it, don't do it. Unless unless you're you have a teacher as you're doing teaching you to do tonglen, do it. You have a teacher. Doing it without a teacher might be not um, like going to end your life necessarily, but make things more difficult. Yes.
0: Is the negative emotion that we feel in our dynamic something that if we didn't feel that, someone else would have to feel? I don't think so. I'm not saying that's impossible,
1: but it's kind of unlikely. There might be uh, uh, connections and uh, interlacing of things that could happen in that way, but I wouldn't worry about that. I, the very, it's a very simple thing that you need to do is see what this is. Just a direct... See directly when you get up off the cushion. When you're on the cushion, as much as you can, just see what's in front of you—the wall, how your body feels, uh, how the how the mind, how the thoughts feel coming and going. Don't chase the thoughts. Don't uh, refuse the thoughts. Nothing extra. Less is better. And just uh, just be there when you get up off the cushion. Try to just receive what's happening. Give give everything your attention, and um, not too much production. Production uh, production can happen in terms of cooperating with people. Uh, where, where do you want this put? Uh, what are you going to do for a Samu practice or work practice? So, you know, simple productions, but not too much. Go ahead.
0: So when it's talked about like there's something in the intermediate state, it seems like that is an area where we're picking up something that might be considered outside of us or not our negativity. So I'm just mm-hmm. wondering how that's is something like Tonglin just taking on more negativity. that's already ours.
1: No, I don't think so. In other words, I don't think so, but it's it's opening yourself up to negativity uh, in a in just kind of a, a generic way, and uh, and I'm not claiming anything here. So I'm just saying that there are, there is energy that is looking for that generic openness, whereas a specific you're specifically talking about people who are having other beings who are having the kind of difficulty you're having. You're saying as I take this on. Let me take on their negativity. That's a much different situation than taking on the negativity of uh, of some kind of uh, entity that is looking for some, that kind of openness. So you should ask questions about that. you Not no? at the moment. Okay. Follow me? Yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know, just it'd be <laughs> like helping. You see somebody with a, with a cardboard sign that says, help me. Uh, don't necessarily, uh, don't set up a standard where you're always going to help somebody look at them And you'll know, uh, most of us will know I should. I need to give this person some money. And it might be two bucks, might be ten bucks, you know, might be anything. That's not, but you may need to help them a little bit. I'm just using that as an example. And you might see somebody that, no, uh, something about it just doesn't doesn't fit, doesn't work, could be how they look. But how they look is not separate from what they're thinking, what they're doing. Um, We don't jump on it as a judgment, like, well, they're, Hispanic, so therefore, we're not talking about that. You just know, but before you have any thoughts about it, you'll know. And, uh, so that kind of thing is specifically specific kind of generosity or giving something, your attention, specific kind of, uh, ability to respond or responsibility, it's very specific to a person and you're in a three-dimensional realm and you could do that. Whereas when it's, uh, when you're doing it with your thought process, your mind, then it needs to be, uh, still needs to be specific. Uh, because of the nature of this whole construct, uh, both physical, non-physical, and spiritual, uh, that in that intermediate state, if you go into there and just start giving everybody, everybody the cardboard sign gets, a, uh, you know, you just give everything away, or you receive everything in a, in a way that's too generalized. More on that? Good question. Helps me talk about it. Go ahead. Well,
2: two more questions before we close? Okay.
1: And we'll do one more for you for me if you have.
2: Did you want to continue with
1: that? Uh, Let's go ahead.
0: So, is it better do those entities not have a right to manifest in this realm?
1: I was just reading this. You're going to have to ask it again.
0: Do those entities you're talking about the more general? Just seems like a pool of negative energy that wants this expression. Mm-hmm. Is it? Do they? Is it just better that they don't get that?
1: Uh, better to for, to be later. There's other ways of working with it, and you know about some of those already. I don't want to go into that in this talk, but there's ways of working with that intermediate state, even though we're not in it. But we're also not separate from it. It's such a it's such a thin, it's such a thin, it's just it's so thin. It's here. It's not separate from this. It just has a little bit of a barrier, but not much. The basic barrier is the mind. So I've got one here from...
2: Oh, uh, Junshu's taking care of those. Susan Alka? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Junshu's in control. (laughs) Do I know her? (laughs) But before that, uh, Kiyun has a question. He asks Do we need, uh, when we see apparent broken things, do we need to increase curiosity?
1: I think the curiosity can just be natural. You don't have to push on it. So if you see apparent broken things, if you you will know i mean even to ask the question for you to ask the question tells me you you know you know what to do i say don't do anything else you have to but if you see somebody who's in uh, and, and you some other person who's having a great deal of difficulty uh, you, you might be able to step into that just just look for the meddling part where you're doing it for your credential of being someone who helps uh, that's that's the thing it gets confusing sometimes if we. Reason we're helping is we want to feel like a helping person. How do I know about that? I've done it. That's how I know. I noticed it. There's a difference between helping somebody. And you'll know if you especially if you help somebody and feel like you need to tell somebody about it. <laughs> That's really good. But I just help somebody. Yes.
2: Now you can answer Susan's question again that you were reading. She asks, then does compassionate action lead to compassionate understanding?
1: So here we have several things happening. Our compassionate action. Uh, we could say, uh, compassionate, compassionate action. To me, is uh, don't do anything unless you have to. If you're doing something out of trying to be compassionate, this this covers up the understanding of compassion with some kind of a uh, placeholder. It's just yeah, you don't have to work on it anymore because the placeholder is doing the job. So now you don't have to work at being compassionate because you think you're compassionate. If you think you're compassionate, you're not. And I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm saying to think thought process that you are a compassionate person is a misunderstanding is a reinforcement this doesn't mean that when you uh, someone is sick and you go over to their house and help them with the dishes or something or help them out of course it's compassionate to do that but look at the look at the if there's any circularity circularity if you need to have if there's a payoff you need and when you say compassion uh, uh, compassionate understanding we almost have to Sit down face to face and talk about that a little so I could see how you're actually applying that. I think some of that, what your state, your statement, I could say some of that probably, uh, true to some extent. Uh, but it's, but there's a lot of, uh, variables in there that, that, that actually prevent you or anyone as a, as a practitioner of, of seeing more deeply what compassion is. Compassion is not a strong, loving feeling towards someone else necessarily, it may not even be a feeling. Feelings tend to compromise things and tends tend to get in the way of seeing the fundamental truth of the situation. Um, it's, a, it's a difficult area because people think that may think that compassion is feeling like you help somebody when actually compassion may be not meddling with them. On the other hand, supporting them in, in the way that they actually actually is necessary to fundamentally help them, not relatively help them. Although that could be in there too, but it's a fundamental help which may look more like not meddling and having your understanding so clear that you you step in and help and then you back out without any particular conceptual understanding of what you're doing. Uh, if, if you need to know what you're doing, this is the nature of ego. It wants to have proof and it wants to have evidence. And it's very, very uh, shrewd in getting its way. Thank you very much.